Welcome to the Creative Entrepreneur Show with your host, Raj Sillers. Welcome to the Creative Entrepreneur Show. My name is Rosh. Welcome to everyone who is coming in on the live stream. Thank you for being here. This week, we're talking about restarting your business. And as we look at to 2021, some of us are considering that. And there's some things you need to think about. And it's not exactly everything that is obvious. Some things are obvious, and I'm sure we'll touch on a few things that are rather obvious. However, However, if you want to restart, you need to understand a few things. But I have some recommendations. And the first thing is when you feel like you need to restart, just stop. Stop where you are so you're not running so fast, trying to juggle everything. Sometimes you just need to let things go. Just let it go for half a day, for a day, so you can plan. So you can do the things that we're about to talk about. You know, one of the things I think that we deal with is fear. We're fearful of failing. We're fearful of restarting. Sometimes we think when we have to restart, it's actually a sign that we have failed. And that's not the case at all. And I'm going to prove it to you in a moment. The the fact is, I often talk about this never give up attitude, but people misrepresent what that truly means. Because quite often, when I say never give up, I mean you don't have to give up on your dreams, but you may have to pivot. You will have to make adjustments. It's not necessarily always going to be exactly what you think it was going to be. You may have to restart more than once. This is a secret here that I think you need to understand. Restarting isn't necessarily a one-time thing. It's not. For for me, during certain times of my career, it was practically a daily thing. I, I would get up, I would do my stuff, and it felt like everything was falling apart. And by the end of the day, I said, all right, tomorrow I'm restarting. And eventually, eventually, it was three days. And then it was a week before I had to restart again. And then it was a month. And then I restarted, and I kept restarting. The amount of restarting can be at different levels. There are major crashes where everything is blowing up, and then there is our little crashes of, look, I just need to reorganize and rethink things through for a day or half a day. Sometimes I would just open up my, my notebook or a journal and just start writing things down that, especially problems, especially issues, getting them down on my paper so I could just look at them. And, and analyze what was working and what is not working. It's amazing when you do that, how it all becomes much more clear when you see it all on paper, especially if you're an extremely visual person, which I am. I am. Everybody has their own way. Some people just need to talk it through. So find people to talk it through with. That's okay, too. But I like to work things out on paper. And I identify what is working and what is not. Now, that may be over a day or it may be over six months or the last year. And this time of year is a great time to consider what was working over the last year and what was not. And I know this has been an 
a little bit of an odd year, if you hadn't noticed, that things are not exactly the way you may, might expect them. But what year is? What year is exactly the way you expected it to be? Not many. Taking the time to review, taking the time to see what works and what does not, and letting go of what does not work is, some of, is one of the hardest things I think that you can do. Because many of the things that we want to hold on to are the things that we don't know that we, we just know they don't work. But we hold on to them because at the time we thought it was a great idea, or we have an emotional investment in it. This is something that happens for, for a lot of creatives. Uh, a great example for photographers specifically, sometimes we, we get the shot, a great photograph. It's amazing to us. Why is it so amazing? Because of how hard you worked to get that shot. I've often mentioned, you know, maybe it was a situation where you're running down an alley and you jumped over a fence and you ran past the barking dog and you got the shot just in time. It was a great opportunity. You got it. You worked so hard. It wasn't that good of an image. But you got the shot and you put it in your portfolio because of the emotional attachment. Maybe it's the people, the event. There's so many different circumstances that can apply to the emotional attachment. Many artists, when writing, uh, creatives, when writing or, or again, photographing or sculpting, whatever it may be, maybe there's something going on in your life while you're sculpting or creating or whatever it may be, and you have this emotional attachment to the outcome of what you were creating at the time. It's not necessarily your best, but that emotional attachment pushes you to put it on top of the, the mantle, you know, or whatever it may be. The point being is sometimes we attach to certain parts of what we're doing in our lives with this emotional attachment that keeps us from giving up things that we need to give up. And sometimes those come in the form of people, people who are bringing you down, people who are keeping you back from doing what you need to do. And it doesn't mean you have to totally get rid of them, although I recommend it when you can, uh, but some people you may have to just minimize. Maybe they're family. You have to be around them. They're family. But you can minimize that. That's part of letting go and identifying what works and what does not and identifying the things that you can double down on in the new year. What did work for you in the new year? And then start to develop a plan around that. If, if you're having a lot of trouble and there's a big issue in the process Maybe you just have to scale down. Scale down what you're doing. Step back a little bit. Don't have so many things going on at once. Maybe your business involves three or four or five different elements. Maybe you knock it down to three for a while and then readdress those other things. And I say three down to two, one, whatever it may be, because we just went through the idea that maybe, maybe, you should let go of what doesn't work. But sometimes there are things that do work that you can hold on to, but again, down the road when you have the time and energy to focus on them too or support maybe additional people who can support you along the way. So scale some things back. So you are back in 
control as much as you can possibly be in control. You're not always in control. Did you listen to the show about balance last week? You might want to do that. Listen to that show. I think I think that was a, actually a pretty good show talking about balance as a creative entrepreneur. And if you've not listened to that show, check that one out after you listen to this one. Many of you are listening live. People have been popping in and out on YouTube or uh, Facebook or um, even um, Periscope. Periscope, I, I have it on Periscope going live on Mondays, generally around 11 o'clock. Today, I, I started a little bit later. But if you have questions, feel free to come on in and ask questions, especially after the show. I'm happy to answer many of those questions. And you can catch my YouTube channel at Rosh.video. I'm also, you know, let me give you an example of sometimes things don't work out as planned, but because you have a plan, it very well still may eventually work out. Last spring on my blog at RoshSillers.com, where this podcast is hosted, I, I put out a note to everyone and said, hey, be prepared. If you don't want a bunch of new content from me, just unsubscribe now because there's going to get a whole, you're just going to start getting a ton of stuff. I have a new plan of how I'm going to share with the community, with the podcasts and the videos and getting this blog back into shape. And that didn't work out so well. <laughs> it didn't happen the way I had planned it, but I still had it in my mind knowing that this was an important part of what I needed to do. Over that time, over the six months, different elements started to fall into place. And what I had planned six months ago actually isn't coming true until about now or even into the new year as different elements of what I'm trying to do come into place and my priorities shift and the way I develop my processes of work change. And now that I see how to do it better than I thought, I was going to do it last spring. It's starting to happen now. Sometimes, although you have plans, it is important to create these goals, but know that they won't always happen as you think they will. But if they're right and they're right for what you're trying to accomplish, maybe it'll be a year or two down the road. I, I can't tell you how many times I've created goals. And I think it's important. This is a great time of year to create new goals. But I create goals and I work all year towards that goal, but the goal didn't happen until maybe a year or two later. But that's because I laid the groundwork to create the opportunities that would lead to success with that goal. I recommend this time of year that you create new goals. And, and I really mean new goals, not old goals. Sometimes each year we put forth this effort to accomplish our old goals. But sometimes those old goals aren't really what we want anymore. There were goals from two, three years ago, five years ago, or maybe, maybe when you were very young. Maybe when you were five, 10 years, 20 years younger, you had a goal and you felt your whole life that you had to accomplish that specific goal. And sometimes that can derail you from good things in your life because you're going after something that a 15-year-old wanted, wanted you know, many years ago. And there's nothing wrong with you're 15 and you have goals. Of course, I hope you do. But maybe 10 years when you're 25 or even 35, you may not have that same goal. And that's okay. 
you can pivot and you can change and you're allowed. I think about how I want to change my goals in the new year. And as I mentioned in a few podcasts, I like to focus on three. Three goals are really important. So you don't get overwhelmed with 100 goals. And it's not wrong to put down 100 goals somewhere, but don't go back focusing on them. Maybe check in once a year and see if you want to pull any of those out or cross some of them, some of them off. That's okay too. But once you have established your goals, you need to develop a new plan as you restart. And as I mentioned, sometimes you can restart once a day for a while and then restart once a week. And for me, I would say every quarter to six months, I sit down and I don't have a major restart. I have a lot of a lot of my career is well established now. I have businesses that are growing. I'm very happy but things still change. And understanding that things are always changing, that means I need to reevaluate every quarter, six months. Because one of the worst things that you can possibly do is try to hold on to what was and the way things were. Trying to keep spending all your time to try to make it like it was in the good old days, that's going to just ruin you. You have to understand that you need to Reevaluate and see what is different now because nothing, it always can, it always changes. Your industry changes, life changes, politics changes, everything, the economy changes. And you need to still see if you're in line in some way and if you need to pivot in any way. And it doesn't have to be a big pivot. And by readdressing and restarting over a few times a year, again, the, the start over may be small, but it's better than a big start over because you were too stubborn and you went years without really looking at some realities. And that can be a bigger shock to the system than taking the time a few times a year just to see, is there something I need to let go and restart? And then create the new plan, your new business plan. You can certainly use the USC, Unique Success Combination Method, that I talk about, the combination code. We have that code of 7531, seven sources of income. Five people to support you with your business or life or whatever you're trying to accomplish. And then three processes. A process can be a sales process. A process could be a spiritual process. A process could be a health process. There are many processes that you can have and you can restart them and look at better ways of doing things. And then one is channel building or two. Yeah, two excuse me, three is processes and one is channel building. And that is developing a voice, such as on YouTube or a podcast or a blog or Twitter or Facebook, wherever you are, but start with one and focus in on that and develop your expertise there. So you have an outlet, a voice that you can get out there when needed. You have a place to get a communication system to get out there. And obviously, most of, the, most of the time, that's social media. But it could be an email list, too. There are many different ways. You just have to focus on one, whichever one you think you're best at creating. Then develop your marketing plan. When starting over your creative business, sometimes we have to reevaluate that marketing plan. And the solar system method is still very solid. And this is a system that I've shared in my, one of my very, well, my very first book. Uh, ten years ago, I shared the solar system method. And it starts off with this. You have a website. That's your core. That's where you sell. And nearby is kind of like a, a close moon or, or planet. And th that's your blog. And that's your personality. And then inside there, you have internal or 
yeah, internal planets in your solar system that are going around, and these are kind of more multimedia sites. YouTube, podcasting, Instagram could be that, but Instagram could also be an outer planet. An outer planet is like Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, or LinkedIn, wherever it may be. And your, your goal is to bring people from the engagement area of your outer planets and work your, them all the way in towards your website or your core areas. Some, you know, these days some people use Facebook as their core, but I don't like doing that because I don't own Facebook, but I do own my website. So I like to work with what I do own. And that's where you sell and you sell on your website. That's a brief version of it. I, if you just look up solar system in my last name, Sillers or Rosh, and I have videos all over the place about that if you really want to dig deep into that. But use the solar system method to, to build your uh, approach to marketing. And as we've talked about recently, the four areas of marketing, awareness, traffic, conversions, and retention. Do you have types of marketing and advertising related to all four of those? Very important. And I think some of the videos that I've done recently are still in the can. They have not been released. I'll probably release them later uh, in the year. But uh, it definitely take a moment to consider the solar system method. Next thing you need to do as you're restarting is consider your current clients. Do you have any customers? <laughs> are there any left? Did you blow everything up or is it just slowing down? What, who do you have? And understand who they are. And, and how you can better improve that relationship. And think about why they stayed. And then look up your past clients and consider why they left. And maybe you could win some of them back. Maybe you could even engage with them to find out, hey, why? If you, haven't, if you don't know why they left, why did they not come back? And then look for new partners. As I've often mentioned, if you really want to grow your your business fast, you need to find partners, other partners who are going after the same target market. And if you can partner with them, they probably already have customers. And when you build that relationship, you're going to have the opportunity to get new customers a lot faster. And so I definitely recommend consider partners. Now to the last thing on this restarting your business. Restarting, sometimes it's your life, quite honestly. It's not always just your business. It's sometimes your life. You're just restarting from scratch. And I know that as we get into the new year, many of us are looking very much forward to 2021 because it, darn it, has to be a lot better than 2020 for many of us. Um, I mean, I I am fortunate I had a very good year, uh, you know, as far as business goes. I mean, obviously not being able to go places and see people and and to speak in front of groups and share ideas and network and spend more time with friends and family. Yeah, that part, not so awesome. But, you know, on a selfish monetary level, it was a pretty good year. Looking at what is going to get you out of the state you may be in or to help you restart at the strongest level. What is that secret? That secret or always wondering what it may be. It's the same secret that I share with you about search engine optimization. It's the same secret that I share with you about social media. It's activity. Being active and being out there. You'd be amazed 
just being out there right now, social media is probably the better place. We're not out there in the world. But when we have this opportunity to be out there in the world, to get out there, we're amazed just who we're who we're going to meet. We never know who we're going to meet, the situations. How many times have you found new opportunities just by being at the right place at the right time around people you never suspected would be people that could change your life? If you think back, it's probably happened a lot of times, but that's rarely happened while sitting in your basement or watching TV. Rarely. Unless they reached out and they were being active and they contacted you. But if you want that same luck, people call it luck. It's not really luck, but it is luck because they made their luck by being active and being out there. And sometimes just it's just kind of the way of everything moving. It's just if if even just starting to create, maybe there is no one around, but you start to create. And for some reason, I, I used to do this all the time when I was younger. I I found that. I had to restart, and so I would have a plan of, first, I would clean my environment. So I felt like I was in more control, maybe go through some of my finances, um, pick some books that I wanted to read or listen to some tapes at the time that of positive, motivational people. And then I would start to create. And it was amazing how often just that activity, just those activities, for some reason, spurred other things happening. I I could never explain it, Uh, wouldn't try, but it always seemed that once I started doing what I had to do, everything else started to fall into place. I'm not going to explain it. It just seemed to work. And I know many people have theories on all this, and and I'm not going to claim that I understand why. I just know it worked for me to be out there, be active. But being active around people or or creating or doing things, that will really kick off what you want. It'll put you in the right direction. You know, it could be very psychological because maybe you started creating, doing things, and you just happened to say something to somebody about what you were doing, and it just led to another conversation and somebody referring or who knows? It's just so so many ways in which you can get where you want to go. But none of it will happen unless you get active and get out there. And I'll talk to you next week on the Creative Entrepreneur Podcast.